Hey, Lisa, how are you doing today? <laughs> I think I'm doing pretty well. The sun is shining through the window. It's quite lovely. Good, because on my side it's kind of dark and just gloomy lights here. But it's okay. Yeah, that's the uh, yin and the yang, right? Yeah, because I need to open the other window on my side. Yeah. yeah. So what's happening? Um, well, some interesting things have been taking place, you know, um, over the past few days. And so one of them actually led us to the idea to have this podcast. Yes. It's uh, so preamble, somebody, right? Yeah. right, right. Somebody got in touch with me through a friend and they said they needed um, to stop drinking, wanted to stop drinking. And they had heard that you need to do A, B, C, D to stop drinking and they asked me for my help to stop drinking and I thought that that was very interesting because I said what do you need my help with right so in order for them to stop drinking it has to come from them so I responded doesn't really work like that you have to be completely finished with it and really tired so tired and you have to do it for yourself yeah it needs to be i think we need to be committed in many aspects how how we get there or how you reach the point that this is it is many people just wake up with a terrible hangover and say well that's it and i believe that that can happen right or some people may wake up in the back of a police car Mm -hmm. That would be it. Or they wake up inside a red car with all these people around them trying to help them out because they don't know what happened or they had an, uh, an accident. Or you wake up on the ER at the hospital not knowing how you got there. There's many different places that you could wake up exactly. where you don't want to. <laughs> right, exactly. And you don't know what happened. I, I, yeah, I, 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 I hear that. Or yes. I, I can yeah. imagine certain scenarios that... Uh, yeah, you are. You're, you wake up on the at the edge of a precipice, and wow. how did you get there, right? Right. Well, hopefully you repel. Repel. Oh, there you go. Yeah. There you go. I knew I'd get so something. So how, how? Yeah. So how we repel them from this uh, cluster, or we help people out? Can we help? Are we allowed to help? Are we prepared to help? Should we help? You know, there are. I mean, in the alcoholic community, there are, in different facets, there are people that claim to be able to help like rehab centers. Mm -hmm. um, and that is a like billion trillion dollar industry, right? So people are at their wits end, I think. And, or maybe like they lost a job and insurance is gonna pay for it or whatever. So they go to these ritzy, fancy places until their insurance runs out. And then they come out and maybe they're sober but they're still in the same boat. I don't but, think. But the thing to see on those cases, what I think they they are sober because is being taken away from that. They right. no way to find it, right? So right. you are not sober because you want to. You are sober because you need to. Because there is no alcohol available to you for I don't know how long those programs take. You know, well, one week. Insurance usually does like twenty eight days or something. 20, oh yeah, the, yeah, twenty eight day program. Mm -hmm. I, so. For 28 days, you don't drink, not because you don't want to, it's because it's not available to you. So on the 28 day and one hour, the moment you step out of it, mm -hmm. it's very likely that you are going to go back to do it. That's very right. Likely. So people will be like, but I thought we got you the help that you needed, right? Well, no, because the help that you really need is, is your own. Right. 
is your own help. Um, and unfortunately, people go to rehabs again and again and again and think, oh, well, maybe I'll go to this one in California. Maybe it'll be better because I really didn't like my counselor at this one. And that's the reason that I failed. So it's somebody's fault that you Somebody failed. else's fault. Or you know what? I was doing amazing and then I got divorced and my ex-husband got a new girlfriend. And so that's why I was drinking again. Or... Uh, my child was, you know, assaulted, and that reminded me of when I was assaulted when I was a child. So I really didn't have a choice but to start drinking again because that rehab didn't really do what they were supposed to do. It's shifting the blame. What well, is a fear of committing? You have fear. You are fearing what it's going to take to get sober because you are. It's going to be painful. It's going to take a lot of time. It's going to. It's not instantaneous. It's not that you get better the next day you don't get a drip or or something oh, like yeah, yeah like a what are the the drip bars drip bars and yeah. then all of a sudden you have all these vitamins and you're hydrated ready for the next next one right, right. all those things are not going to help and you are it's not going to happen it takes years well you stop drinking obviously through time days mm -hmm. but the commitment to re right. not go back is gonna stay for your rest of your life because you need to admit if you don't admit you are an, an alcoholic then there is no way that this That's is gonna right. get better and for it's you. not you can't pick and choose like you can't say okay i'm an alcoholic but i want to get sober by going to this really cute meet th this little cute meeting at this rehab here and then i want to go to the drip bar on wednesdays and then i'm going to get a a massage to relieve the alcohol stress on Thursdays and this is my plan and all these things are going to help me and if it rains on Thursday and I'm not able to get to my alcoholic massage that's why I slipped yeah and if there is the I think I, I talk uh, commitment and it's a commit to your yeah. recovery nobody else is going to help you your people can help you out and support you the best case scenario you have an excellent support team everybody around is your cheerleader but on the other side, you are you are going to need to be responsible for your actions. This alcohol thing that we had at some point led us to believe that we can take care of everything. Mm -hmm. without, but that is not true. So that moment, the moment that you start drinking, you uh, you're going to realize how weak or how fragile our own sobriety is. Very fragile. We are fragile. It's brittle. So... Uh, and you can have help in the beginning right. to get started. But let me tell you that it's going to turn into almost opposition. If you're not strong enough, like after the beginning, when you finally get your footing, people are going to try to push you off the cliff because that's just what happens. Life is going to come at you and it's going to come at you hard. Right. And it's also on yourself because you're going to get out of your comfort zone because you are not going to have your... Uh, emotional shield or your uh, apparent shield that you have with alcohol right. that is going to go away or next day or we deal with that later. This is going to be I mean, every day you're going to need to deal with your own decisions. What are you doing? From And what you've done. Or you have done. Exactly. You know, face the consequences, but also the for future actions that you're going to need to do are going to need to be always the fact that you are an alcoholic. You you would not, you were not an, uh, it's not a past the state no, you, of being. No, you are. It's a constant.
Yes. If you're an alcoholic, then that means that you have the disease of alcoholism, which means that one drink is is not enough and it's also too many, right? Is that how it goes or something like that? Yeah, and it's chronic, right? It's chronic, yes. And it's not something that you recover from. Like, as you say, not like a cold. Right. Yeah, you, you, you know, you, and you cannot have a prosthesis. You know, you lose a limb, you can have a very cool state of the art prosthesis, and then you can be faster than before. That's true. But you still so, have to grieve the loss of the limb. But see, the point is that there are some <laughs> things that you can substitute and get by. This one is not. This one you don't get. There's you, no prosthetic. Yeah, no, there is no physical therapy for alcoholism. There is not nothing like that. No, but somebody will probably come up with an idea that there is, and someone and will purchase it. Exactly. Right? Therefore, that's the other danger that we have. You have uh, the even the term self help mm-hmm. costs money. Costs money because <laughs> then you are going to have all these programs to self help, but you know, to you go on the internet or you go out to get a self-help program and it's going to cost you a subscription and then an initiation fee. It's not a gym. You know, mm-hmm. being an alcoholic is not a membership. You know, the membership has its privileges. This one doesn't, you know. No, it does This not. one doesn't. You know, well, this I mean, is, I guess it does give us... It, well, yeah, in that aspect, it gives us the, the, the privilege of... Yeah, it has a privilege. The privilege of seeing life the way it's supposed to be. Right. The enjoying... All the ups and downs that are presented to us on a daily basis, right? And be fully aware of uh, of, of our emotions and the life that happens around us. But the, the main thing is that nobody else can in- help us initially if it's not ourselves. Every, everything that happened after you determine that you are an alcoholic can is the transition to sobriety but if you are expecting somebody to cure you or something that is not gonna work there are other people so you know i was reading this author or mentioned they didn't finish it that there are many other options you know a few hundred that she mentioned but i i see that point i i understand that you don't need to have well the the main thing that you need to have is the the need the desire. The desire, yes, to stop the consumption or of alcohol. After that, how you do it, there are many ways to do it. And yes, there are external pro- there are programs out there that are definitely helpful. But that is, I think, we need to be aware that is us, the, the ones that are going to... It's not like you take a medicine, you know, every eight hours and this will help you. It's not right. like that. It's constant. And, you know, when we ask for help, you know, the, the whole purpose of this today podcast is when do we ask for help or God, or can we offer help to somebody that is asking? Right. Like, didn't you just say that somebody asked you to help somebody else? Yeah, I got, I got uh, yeah, I, I received a phone call say, hey, you know, this person, she's been going through this and that. She's now to two or three bottles a day and and nothing has worked and and the 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 thing i have to tell this person first of all is that is a person related to the person suffering from alcoholism it's not the alcoholic asking for help so that's the beauty of this that people are around you that care for you but they are so worried about you of they thinking what what can you do for them 
Mm. And what I told this person is that that she first needs to realize that she needs help. Right. If you try to help her without that, it's not gonna. You're gonna say you're gonna send her to a spa in Switzerland or somewhere just to have a 28 day vacation, then come back and repeat. And it gets worse because with alcohol, every time that you stop, you go back to where were you supposed to be. You have not stopped drinking. That's the danger that you need to get back to all the time that you lost not drinking. You need to go back to wherever your body was. And that's a sad thing. My roommate in rehab, like it was her seventh or eighth rehab. Um, and since that time, you know, I still know them on Facebook or whatever. I mean, I, I don't communicate, but gone to like six more rehabs and knowing now if I had known then what I know now, I would have just flat out said, but do you want to stop drinking? You know, deep down, are you hoping that you'll have another one? And I, I mean, because if so, you're just wasting your time. You can't do it for the court. You can't do it for anybody else, but you, but for yourself. And Yeah, because everything else that you get out of it is collateral. You do it for yourself. Everything else, your kids, your relationship, everything else benefits from that. Yeah. But if you are trying to do to benefit your credit score, benefit your employer for getting uh, all these sales or meetings for the quarter, that is not going to work. That is just uh, uh, temporary. Yeah. Because you, the, the reward that you need to understand is not going to be in a material way. There is more valuable or, or more important than that. It's the hardest thing that you're going to do. Seriously. Is this the hardest thing that you've ever Absolutely. done? Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. What's the hardest thing you've ever helped anyone do? Has to do perhaps uh, a decision business-wise. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody that um, learning to do a task that was very complicated, very risky, professionally. Yes, but um, I have never helped somebody stay sober. And I don't know if I'm qualified. I just can tell you what I did. I can tell them what I did. And it's so simple. It started with, I just don't want to drink anymore. And then all the other things, why not? You know, I was scared that I would not survive the morning or the next day. I was scared that I forgot what I did two years ago when it was very important that date, for example. Many things that you start seeing a decay on your personal life, on your life. It's your soul. It's hopeless. You know, I, I don't, you know, there was... No feelings. You will yeah. hide them and you, you will, they will just uh, be hidden by a bottle of... It was not a drink. For me, it was a bottle of something. Well, of course. Yeah. Right? You cannot go out. Oh, let's go out for drinks. When I heard that before, <laughs> I said, man, it's going to be a bottle, I think, or half a bottle. You know, I, I already had that in my brain. Wow. Well. What, what is going to take me to get out whatever I was there? Mm. I said, man, yeah, I only have two hours. Mm. Right? So... I, I time myself to be sure I got that level to, to be okay, you know. How how uh, absurd that thought was. How but, alcoholic of you. Yeah, how alcoholic, you know. And it was perfectly fine with me. Yes, there is so many things that when people ask for help, we need to see or we need to understand that how we work for us may not work for everybody. But one thing that definitely works is that you need to have the determination not to drink one more. Yeah, that's it. For yourself. Because you're doing it for somebody else. Or for other reasons than that. I don't think it's going to work. Unfortunately, it doesn't. You know, I, I, you know, when I saw my blood chemistry results, I said, it was horrible. 
Yeah. I, I could not believe it that, you know, that thing I left. But, but it was it was scary, but not scary enough yeah. until you see, oh, this is your liver now. Yeah. I remember the first time I asked for help. Um, I mean, like to an actual other person besides just uh, the universe, I guess. So I told you, like, I dated this musician when I was younger and then had a kid, got married, whatever, got divorced super quickly and then dated this musician again. So I was in this musician's apartment and he worked in a bar. So that was lovely. And I was getting sick in the bathroom and he's like, how can I help you? And I was like, you want to help me? You know, crying. And I'm like, here's what I need. (laughs) I need to order iced tea and mean it. Okay. From that moment, that was 2001, 16 years went by, 16 years before I actually got the help that I needed to order an iced tea and mean it. So I was asking for help long before I was ready to enact what needed to be done to get the final result. And if this person had thought, okay, I can help them want to order an iced tea and mean it, they would have had 16 years of hardships and disappointments. And so if someone's not ready, it's not. You're going to have, you're going to carry all this collateral damage behind you. Yeah. Or with you. Because it's not, you're faking it. You you are not ready. I meant it when I said it. But not the next morning. Right. I meant it. I did mean it. I That was what I wanted. But I wasn't ready to stop drinking. I wasn't ready to do what it took. to. And also, I didn't think it was possible. I didn't think that that would ever be possible. And we didn't know the consequences. I, I thought that we, I personally thought, oh, how bad can it get? You know, my, my thing is. It's, it's good. I, 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 Everybody does it. Yes, yes, and but but then you you realize I realize, you know the 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 damage I was doing internally, and then you 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 see wow wow that, that is a, this is a disaster everywhere. You know it's more than a just train wreck. But going back to this thing of helping or not help, yes we can help, but the how there are many options. You know from pointing people to groups, pointing people to different uh, uh, therapies or different uh, approaches. But they, the, the very first thing I, I need to say that you, you need to be sure that this is the, your last one or you had last one, had you stopped drinking. Yeah. Right? Because, you know, at the beginning of this podcast, you mentioned that, or well, I mentioned that, you know, people have asked me to help. How can they help the people suffering that? But a couple of people have approached me that are alcoholics. I knew it. Mm-hmm. I knew it the moment that they asked for help. I should have been more clear. I says, are you ready for that? Because I, I did the right thing of driving there or helping there or, mm-hmm. or coaching. But I did not ask the question. But then again, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what it's taking for them to do that. Because both have not started. Or have not stopped drinking. Right. They continue to drink. And that's not your fault. Of course not. Right. It's There's not nothing that you could have done. No. I, I thought that, oh, if I put them there, I give them a time or, oh, right. you know, go to this address or go to this person. Right. 
And the first case, I, I did, it did haunt me for a little bit. I mean, I, I, I really hope that he was on the right path. I really hope, I really thought that. But then uh, there are so many things that were obvious now that they were not ready. Yeah. The one thing that was obvious is that um, they were not committed to stop drinking. Yeah. And I don't know how other programs or any other program that will tell you that it's okay to drink, but then you slow it down. Is I don't know if they have something like that. No. I, I don't know. I don't know. This is going to be one of those that for me, I went through the whole process of withdrawal from alcohol and it was not fun. It was misery. It was worse than the worst day I have ever had alcohol. But I'm glad that I went through the process. Yeah, and I think we all are. Yeah, I think. Yeah. We should. But I mean, yeah, it's not fun and it's painful in many aspects. But um, we need to have the resource to do it. It's like so. what the what the stewardess says: put on your own oxygen mask before you put it on your old grandmother or your kid. Right. Yeah. So this one is, is exactly the same. That means that yes, we can help another alcoholic, but he really needs to be he or she needs to be really committed to at least. Yeah. Have a face. Right. To put the mask on. But, anyway, thanks so much. You were very helpful today. <laughs> I hear you on the next podcast. All right, then. See you guys next week. Peace.